get started, and as always, let's start with a little bit of uh, Parsha for Thursday. Uh, the Ramban, at the beginning of the Parsha, gives three different reasons for the inclusion of the first section of Parsha's Chayesara, like why, why it's here in Chumash, this whole protracted negotiation between uh, Avram Avinu and, uh, and Ephron. And one of the things that the Ramban says is that, uh, first of all, that Avram, it's, it's highlighting that Avram Avinu never had to tell anybody that he was a Sar, the Gadol, and uh, even during his lifetime, we see the fulfillment of Agadah Shemecha, Bracha, that people seem to know who he was, that he became pretty famous. Everyone knew that he was a big veer, that he was a very important person. So that's something that the Torah wants to highlight, that a promise was fulfilled. But then the Ramban also says, Rabbi Seyn that this was one of the Nisyonos that Avraham Avinu had to withstand, that when he was looking for a place to bury Sarah, he was told that you're going to have the whole land, Eretz Yisrael is going to belong to you, and you're not going to have to... And now he has to, he has to beg for a place, and he has to overpay for a place to, uh, to bury Sarah. And that was the final test. Now that explanation of why it's included here is somewhat troubling, that this is the final test. It is a Machlokas Rishonim, had to list the ten tests. I was once in this farm store, and they had a safer called Asura Nisyonos, uh, where an analysis of all the different sheets and Rishonim as to what the ten tests of Avram were. So, you know, you could write a safer on anything, like uh, the, uh, the, 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 a whole safer just on the, uh, what the ten tests of Avram Avinu were. So uh, there, there are Rishonim that say that this was the ultimate test, but it really begs the question, like, why? Why was this the ultimate test? Considering what Avram Avinu had just gone through, uh, that he had just uh, survived, uh, not survived, but he had just uh, passed the test of the Akedah, which you would imagine was the most difficult test in, the, in history, why did Kosh Baruch Hu see a need to even test him further? And what more was there, there for him to prove? Once Hashem said, now I know, I see, you've proven, what more did Avram Avinu need to accomplish that was accomplished by negotiating with Ephraim to buy a place for Sarah to be buried? So the, uh, it seems that the tests aren't just to maintain faith under extraordinary circumstances. I mean, that's a madrega of passing a test. That a person, you know, uh, even though Hashem made the person's life difficult, when they had to suffer through a lot, I'm still with you, Hashem. I'm still, uh, you know, I still have bitachon. That's a madrega. It's a, it's a good madrega. But it seems that the Nisayun is more than that. It's more than just to maintain bitachon and believe that it, it seems that, that, uh, that, 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 that when that certainly with Avram Avinu, that the ultimate Isayun is when, to maintain faith when a Kodesh Baruch Hu contradicts himself. Not just a Kodesh Baruch Hu makes things difficult, but a Kodesh Baruch Hu seems to be telling me two opposite things at the same time. And to still believe that there's rhyme and reason, to still believe that there's a plan, when it doesn't seem that the instructions you're getting make any sense. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not nearly as difficult to have faith in somebody during tough times as it, is to have, as it is to have faith in a person that it seems cannot be trusted. You know, to have faith in somebody that it seems is not, is not giving a consistent, a consistent message. You know, sometimes, you know, we all know that no pain, no gain, that you have to work very hard for certain things. And we're willing sometimes. People are willing to put in very hard work and to suffer through a lot in order to achieve. But if you feel like the person coaching you is uh, telling you to do these crazy things and telling you to do things that aren't at all going to lead to your goal. When I was a kid, there was a movie uh, called The Karate Kid. Um, it's a classic movie. Um, 
redone recently. I'm told that uh, I'm sure it wasn't good, but it, it was it was it was a great great movie. And the whole idea was that there was this guy who was training this little kid who was, used to get beat up and bullied uh, to uh, to be a you know really good at karate and uh, you know win these competitions. And the uh, the old guy, Mr. Miyagi. For uh, those who are holding, uh, would would tell uh, would tell this kid to do these crazy things. Now you have to paint my fence. Paint your fence. Why do I have to paint your fence for? Oh, it's because the motion, this and that, is a block or it. But he didn't see that at the time. He had no idea. We, you know, shouldn't I be practicing? Shouldn't I be preparing for the next meet or match or fight? I don't know what they call it. Whatever it is, you know, shouldn't all I be? What? The All Valley. The All Valley Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone wanted to know who the biggest nerd is, <laughs> he has just revealed himself. Okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, so I was very nice. I didn't say your name on the recorder. Um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so, so yeah, 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 I'm doing all of these like these uh, these crazy things. So that that's an isayon, and isayon is when it seems that the instructions you're getting uh, aren't even. It don't even make sense. So when Avram Avinu goes to Eretz Canaan, which was supposed to be the promised land, and, and this is the land, milk and honey, and it's going to be great, and the fruits are gigantic, it's going to be fat. And what does he find? Famine. He finds famine when he gets there. That's a test. If there had been a famine without a promise, that would have been, you know, a lesser test. Famine is difficult, no matter what the expectations are. But if Hashem tells you it's going to be great, and then it's the opposite of great, that's a Nisayon. When, when he's asked to perform the Akedah, the Medrash says, what was so great about the Nisayon Akedah? Not only that Hashem was asking him to do something that was nearly impossible for any father to do, but how does it make sense? You tell me one day, then the next day you tell me that they have to take your son and slaughter him. Well, how is it going to be that he's going to be a great nation if I slaughter him? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And the chapter of Sarah's death is a similar challenge. Avram was told that the act of the Akedah was going to be a source of great bracha for himself and his family. And now he sees that right after the Akedah, the direct result of the Akedah, Sarah dies. It's, it's the exact opposite of what, what was supposed to be bracha. Rashi quotes in the Medrash, V'samcha misa sara l'akedas yitzok, l'fisha al yedei b'suras ha'akedas sh'nizdamin b'na l'shchita u'kimach l'nishchat parcha n'shmasim mena v'mesa. When Sarah heard what was going on at the akedah, that's what caused her to have a heart attack and she died. Uh, but, but that all explains what a nisayon is. But the question is still, why the need for that last nisayon after the uh, the Akedah was over. So Rav Simcha Zizl Bride suggests that there are two distinct uh, levels of passing in the Sayon. It's one thing to react to a test with a certain amount of uh, courage, a certain amount of resolve. It's another thing uh, entirely to look at a terrible Nisayon that Hashem has put in your path and to find the silver lining and to focus on the silver lining, to find something positive to appreciate the Nisayon. With the Akedah, Avram demonstrated this like incredible strength, this incredible, uh, you know, uh, stoicism, the ability that uh, to model for all of his descendants a sense of yiras elokim, a sense of yiras shemayim, a sense of being committed, fully committed to But it's not like Avram Avinu said afterwards, "Thank you." It's not like there were any favors that Hashem did for him by putting him through that exercise. The element that Avram Avinu manages to add with the last test is what the Ramban describes as Avram Avinu realizing that Va'agad Shemecha has been fulfilled. 
it was through that whole episode with Ephron, through those conversations that he realized in, amid all of that grief and all of that turmoil, that he realized that the Vagad L'Shemecha was fulfilled. Facing the question of how the Akedah can kill his wife, how the promised land can't afford him a place to bury her, how an honorable man can be reduced to being Mishtachav Elefnei B'nei Ches, L'fnei Ama Oretz. Someone once, uh, once told me that, uh, uh, that, how do you know Avram Avinu was, uh, was, was, was a young Israel rabbi at the uh, mercy of his board? And uh, he said, because it says he was Mishtachav Elefnei Ama Oretz. So. Avram Avinu, facing all of that, he managed to uh, to recognize the chesed that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did for him. In that, apparently, everybody knew who he was. Apparently, everybody respected him. Apparently, people were aware of him, and he realized that. And he realized, wow, God Shemecha has been fulfilled. Avram has this mita. When the Torah wants to give a hespit for Avram Avinu after he dies, Vayigva Vayamas Avram Seva Tova Zakan Usvayamim Vayasaf Alamav. And the Ramban explains what Svayamim that he was satiated in days. It means that he never felt. The Ramban writes that he was ever missing something. For all of the troubles, all of the challenges he faced, he always felt that Hashem had given him a good deal, that Hashem had given him more than he deserved. And that's a Baal Bitochen. I spoke last week about my Zaidi a little bit. You know, a, a, a person who, who went through Auschwitz, who went through Buchenwald, who lost his wife at a young age, his daughter at a young age. So people have gone through mamish uh, Gehenim in their lives, but they feel that Hashem gave them a good deal. They feel that, you know, Hashem gave me more than, than I deserve. That, that's a certain... That's a certain madrega. When after a lot of decades of not having children from, from Sarah, Hakarosh Baruch Hu tells tells Avram, "Uvirachti osav gam nasatim menulcha bein uvirachti avaisa legoyim malchiami menu yiyu." I would say, okay, "Thank you. It's about time. You know what we've been waiting for. We're, 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 you told me years ago this was going to happen." But Avram's response, "Lu yishmal bini yechiel lefanecha." I don't deserve such a reward. Having Yishmael is more than I ever could have asked for. Having Yishmael is uh, what, a, what a great deal. When Avram has to lie about his relationship with the Sarah so as not to have his life threatened by Avimelech, he mentions, and Uncle translates that that means that uh, that God gave me this incredible opportunity to come closer to him while so many other people are wasting their lives away. So in the face of having to risk his life and his marriage in the course of those travels, Avram focuses on how lucky he is that he was chosen to follow the Rebbe Shalom. He was chosen to have this relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that, that message, that idea, of Simcha Zisla points out, of being sensitive to our brachos, even when we're going through difficulty, is, 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 is evident in a comment of the Eben Ezra about the Karban Oleviyoreh. Now, Karban Oleviyoreh, the Torah tells us about the idea of a wealthy person bringing a bull, a less wealthy person two birds, the poorest person bringing flour. Now, of the two birds, one is a chatos and one is an ola. So you can understand the chatos. The guy is bringing carbon for something that he did wrong. It's a kapara. It's something. But why an ola? So the Ebenezer says that the key to understanding the carbon is kiatam echod ola ba'avur shalo tagia yado ulai ola al-rucha machshava. The person who's bringing the birds, he, 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 he might have a machshava that he can't afford the more expensive carbon, and, uh, and, and he's going to allow himself to think about how unfortunate he is not to be able to bring the fatter carbon. So the Torah tells us, 
better bring a carbon ola, which is mechaper ala machshava. Meaning, we're already presuming that with the chatas that he's bringing, he's going to have a, mach, a machshava sachet. And what's that machshava? That I wish I could do more, that I wish I was better, I wish I was in a different situation, I wish I had more money. Even as he realizes his unfortunate financial situation, the Jew doesn't lament his fate. He's much better served thinking about the kindness of God, and he has to bring a kapara for, for the, such a machshava of lamenting his fate. So obviously everybody has challenges, but each of us every day in Shmon Esrei, we thank HaKadosh now, it's not just that we don't complain. You know, sometimes you ask people, how are you doing? No, I can't complain. You know, getting by. You know, like those, are, those are the words, those are the phrases that, uh, that people use. And then some people are actually positive people. They're not just not super negative. They're, they're actually positive people. How are you doing? Fantastic. Baruch Hashem. Good. You know, uh, couldn't be better. Uh, you, know, what, you know, when I was teaching in DRS back in the day, um, when Talmudim would say, uh, how you doing? Or, uh, you know, what's doing? I would always say, what could be bad? I'm teaching the greatest boys yeshiva high school in the world. You know, that was like, uh, just trying to, uh, so they would think it's a joke sometimes. They would laugh. I'm like, no, really? I, like, I really feel that way. Like, I feel like, what could be bad? It's uh, you're in the best place in the whole world. A person, I'll call Neshima Shadim Noshim, Tzarech Lekalis, Leboral, Chazal tell us. Every, every breath, you should, we should be praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't know about you, my favorite tefillah always was uh, Nishmas. You know, they, it's so moving. Ve'ilupinu malei shira kayam, ulshanei narina kamon galav, v'sifsoseinu shavach kemer chavei rakia, ve'eneinu mi'iros kashemesh v'chayarech, ve'adinu fusos k'nish yishamayim, v'ragleinu kalos k'ayolos, e'inanu maspik, v'lahodos chalavarech, ha'shim chalalachos, me'el v'alfei alafim, v'ribe revavos p'am matovish ha'sisma v'sinu imanu. No matter what capacity I would have to, to be able to say and to praise, I would never be able to get it all out. I would never be able to say it properly. We're so overwhelmed by the daunting task of thanking the Rebbeinu Shalom for everything we have. When you speak to people who are 10 years older than you, 20 years older than you, and generally speaking, when you ask, like, what's your biggest regret? What do you wish, if, if you could uh, talk to yourself 20 years ago, what would you say to yourself? Usually the answer is something along the lines of, I would say, enjoy where you are right now. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the opportunities that you have right now. Enjoy the uh, the, the brachos that you have right now. And yeah, life is going to come with challenges. But I would say even further, t- 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 tell those people 20 years later, <laughs> enjoy what you have right now. Don't just think back to when uh, to Yemenu Urecha, when things were, were great. Things are always great. Things are always great. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, gives us so many brachos. And uh, part of our avoda, a major part of our avoda, is to be positive people. That's that's a that that's that's what Avraham Avinu is, is is passing, and he's passing this nisayon in the face of hardship. He turns to the Rebbeinu Shalom and says, "I'm so grateful. It's so great to be able to have this relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom, and we should uh, we should always try to maintain such an attitude of uh, of positivity. Ultimately, it will make us much happier people and much more productive people."